Hi, this is Amanda. And this is Lindsay. We're True Creeps. Where the stories are true. And the creeps are real. We'll cover stories from grotesque gore. To the possibly plausible paranormal. To horrifying history. To tense and terrible true crime. And everything else that goes bump in the night. We want you to join us while we creep. We cover mature topics. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, everyone. Today, we are going with a classic. We are going to talk about creepy dolls. Yes. Lindsay's favorite. She loves dolls. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've always loved dolls. No, actually, as a child, I very vividly remember being like, I am a baby. Why are you giving me a baby? I am too young to raise a child. And that child being the doll. <laughs> well, do you like dolls, Amanda? <laughs> I carried around an E.T. doll. So I was that kid. I really liked Ghostbusters toys. And my brother had like the firehouse and he would go to school because he's two years older than me. And I'd be like, who are you going to call? Who are you going to call? So that was like as close as I got. Or like, I like Barbies, I guess. But like young, young Lindsay was like, who are you going to call? I like doing the Barbie hair slash giving them like mohawks and shit. So <laughs> uh, I feel like my queerness was like deep seated. And so I love masculine energy. Let's let's give Barbie a buzz. And so they were getting haircuts. I wanted butch Barbie doll. Cute. I just it's what I wanted. <laughs> Pretty. You're welcome. <laughs> I also cut the tails off the horses. Why? I don't know. I also, this is completely irrelevant, but I was a weird child. I fed our VCRs because I thought they were hungry. So I was like, jelly toast, baseball cards, pizza. My parents were thrilled. <laughs> How many VCRs did you guys buy? Did you go through one like a week? Or? They were also like way more hardy than things are now. You know, now you like look at like a DVD player and it's like, ugh. I couldn't possibly. But I don't know. I was a child. Anywho, dolls. So we're going to talk about a few different dolls, a little bit about them being creepy, a little bit about why. We've got some stories. Later in the episode, Amanda has something that is written down on our outline as, quote, surprise stories for Lindsay, which I feel like are going to be haunted ocean dolls or alien dolls. What is a haunted ocean doll? I don't know. But Amanda loves when my face falls and she can like see my fear. I can sense your fear. She's nodding her head right now. And I feel like that's what it's going to be. Like it's it's designed to scare me. Isn't that the point in what we're doing? It is, but I feel it. <laughs> <laughs> so once when the Titanic sunk, they found a doll that they saw roaming around still. <laughs> that's the only ocean doll I could think of. And that doll was inhabited by an alien. Yeah. It was alien technology that was manipulating the doll to move. Oh. And it somehow ended up in Atlantis. Oh, well, I do like Atlantis, though. So... Yeah, but that's where the ocean aliens live. Fuck. Fuck, fuck, fuck. I just can never have nice things. You can't. Also, for everyone that's been listening, we have a small request. We would love if you would take a couple minutes to write a quick review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. If you do, we would be happy to send the first 20 people a sticker as a thank you. Yeah. And so just if you do leave a review, shoot us an email with your mailing address as well as the review and we'll send one. Our email address is truecreepspod at gmail.com. Reviews help us out a lot. So we'd very much appreciate it. So Lindsay, what exactly is a haunted doll? And then how do spirits connect? Well, haunted dolls are dolls that are haunted. <laughs> That's the scientific explanation, yeah? Yeah, uh, I thought so. 
So haunted dolls are dolls that are thought to have a spirit or a demon inhabiting them. Happens. Which interesting. Interesting. There is a paranormal expert named Jane Harris. She's actually like kind of popular in the haunted doll community because there's a haunted doll community. Didn't know that before I started researching this. I was just like, haunted dolls are haunted dolls. But so one of the things that she said was that, quote, most of the time, the reason a doll becomes haunted is because of unfinished business, which feels like classic ghost stuff, right? You're like, oh, you have unfinished business. That's why you're sticking around. Right. Anything. Why anything is haunted. Yeah. That's why anything's haunted. And so I think it's interesting that like we think of like a house being haunted, right? And like door slamming and stuff moving and things like that. If a house can be haunted, why couldn't a smaller vessel be haunted? What I found interesting, too, is it's not just dolls. <gasps> Sometimes there's like haunted chairs and like haunted lamps. There is a set of haunted chairs on eBay where it's a married couple, like a husband in one chair and a wife in the other, and they're selling them as a set. But why? Like, why would you want to haunt a chair? I don't know. Do you like butts? That's all I've got. That's the only reason I can think you would inhabit a chair. You're a butt ghost. Okay. Did you hear me say that? Yes. Because I'm yeah. laughing at myself. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> that is one of the one things I will not bring into my house is a rocking chair. Oh, we've talked about this. Yeah. Yeah. Just a rocking chair rocking on its own is just something I can't handle. However, this last week, I sent Lindsay a message because I was so stoked that I found an antique doll stroller that I immediately purchased. And she brought that home. I can't wait to wake up in the middle of the night and hear that fucking thing rolling down the hallway. And then you hear your like bedroom door. It's like, and then, yeah, and it comes this in. And then parks there. Yeah. And I have no use for this thing. So the way that I made it up in my head is that it will now be the cat's bed. I hope the cat does lay in it. Oh, no. He's not going to go near that fucking thing. I know it. Oh, no. You got to put like, put a real soft blanket in there. Throw some cat treats in, some nip. You don't know. That was my justification to purchase it is maybe the cat will sleep in it. Maybe it will. It's awesome. I'll share a picture of it because I'm so stoked that I found it. But I absolutely have no use for it. But perhaps it's haunted. It is beautiful. I hope it's not. No, I want it to be haunted and go down the hallway. Does anybody else who lives with you want that to happen? Who could know? <laughs> that was such like a diplomatic way of saying i don't care <laughs> these episodes are my favorite because it's just nonsense they are my favorite too we have two modes entirely silly very serious okay amanda why are dolls creepy so there's actually a term for it, and it's called pediophobia, the fear of dolls. Or if you want to take it a step further, puppophobia, which is the fear of puppets. I mean, both of these are legitimate. Absolutely. Can I tell you something that I recently found out? I found it out too, and I, I offered you a place to live. I know. Well, we're going to tell everyone else. My husband had a fucking ventriloquist doll. He like grew up with that. Like that was a thing he had for fun. And he doesn't think that's weird. And then he was like, maybe I'll buy another one. Like as an adult, I'm already not the type of person who keeps around a lot of like sentimental stuff. So the idea of like buying something to just have that's not a typewriter. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 no. But yeah. Well, I guess that's part of this. Your feelings towards that, towards that whole situation is common because a lot of people not only fear dolls, 
but they're a little fearful of the doll collectors. Well, that's because it's a it's weird. Or the people that pretend dolls are children or babies. Like adult people? Yeah, that's a thing. Do you remember that Criminal Minds episode, by the way? That was a solid episode. And her dresses? Stunning. Yeah, that's one of the creepiest episodes. It made me sad that they made her a curvy girl. Because I was like, why you gotta do that? Like, you don't often have women as the killer. And then when you do, it's a chubby girl. It's happened in other episodes. It's a critique. <laughs> Well, yeah, I think that that's one of the creepiest episodes. And then on top of it, so why why are people afraid of dolls? So there's been a lot of studies, believe it or not, about why or what our brains are doing to make us feel that fear. And a lot of people believe that it's because dolls are so human-like and that they don't show emotion or it's because they don't do any of mimicking behaviors. So we can't read them. Yeah, and there's been some studies about a phenomenon in humans called the uncanny valley. And basically, the more human-like something is without being human, Mm -hmm. the more we just feel uneasy Yeah, for no particular reason. So it's the reason why we're like, oh, a Care Bear, so cute. And then we look at like a very lifelike ventriloquist doll and we're creeped the hell out. Yeah. And it's because our brains want to read information from it. Yeah. Our brains expect additional like clues of what a face can mean. I guess that's just something that we look for without really thinking about it. Yeah. And then when we're unable to understand it, our brains aren't sure how to respond to it. So then it gives us the creeps. So it's very similar to not just in dolls, but when you see someone staring and you're like, well, what are they staring at? Why are they doing that? Gives you the creeps. I wonder if that's why clowns and mimes are also that kind of unsettling because they've got this smile painted on their face, but like they aren't always happy. You know what I mean? Yeah, it probably is that. I mean, we could probably look into that too, but it's just our brains aren't sure how to respond to it. So it literally gives you the creeps, which I found was interesting. And it's because of, yeah, like you said, the human factor of it. So dolls have been around for a very long time. There was even a 4,000-year-old stone doll that was unearthed in 2004. And you also see them in like uh, Egyptian culture. They're, They're just everywhere. And then they got creepier as they began to look more human. So before the 18th century, they weren't all that creepy. And then as they evolved and looked more human, they got super creepy. On top of that, movies and TV started to make them creepy as well. One of the earliest ones I could find was 1936. It was called the Devil Doll. And when I looked into it a bit more, it technically looks like they were like humans that were shrunk down, but they were like (laughs) killing and doing horrible things. The Twilight Zone did something on it. They did like a mock Chatty Cathy doll and they called it Talkie Tina. And when I looked up Chatty Cathy and looked at like the promos for what that was, the commercials were just horrifying. I sent one to Lindsay. I was like, why do I hate this? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It absolutely looked like a middle-aged woman named Karen who was like literally about to go bananas on a store manager because her coupon expired. It's a whole vibe. And that's the doll she's talking about. Yeah. Well, then it went to the evil clown in Poltergeist, which is a pretty scary scene. And I do want to say that the kid actually got choked. Like, I think they had to stop the scene. Poltergeist has so many weirdness factors to it, though. Yeah, that's why I love that movie. Not only because of the movie, but because of all the creepiness surrounding it. Yeah. From there, everyone knows about Chucky and the whole Child's Play series. Well, and Chucky's actually based on Robert the Doll, which I thought was interesting. A bit. Yeah. Or Buddy, too. I think there is another Buddy doll. Well, Robert the Doll, too, we actually went to Key West where he lives on our honeymoon. Oh. (laughs) On our cruise, we went there. And uh, I got to see where Robert the Doll technically grew up with his kid. Oh. 
And it's a really pretty house, but there's like this little window area up top. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the locals were like, yeah, the story goes as like people would walk by, they would see the doll in the window up there. Can you even imagine? Very interesting. That place is so awesome, though. Like everything about Key West was just wonderful when it came to weird ghost stories. I do love some ghost stories. Yeah. I also like I find that whole story very interesting. We're not going to cover it too much more on this episode, mainly because a lot of people have heard about Robert the Doll. We wanted to cover some lesser known ones. Yeah. But definitely very interesting. Well, what recently put creepy dolls back in the spotlight was Annabelle and everything surrounding her. And just a quick touch on her. She was actually based on a true story and she was a Raggedy Ann doll, which is really interesting. I had one, I think, when I was little, a Raggedy Ann. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people did. Yeah. And what's interesting, too, is Ed and Lorraine Warren had her in their occult museum in Connecticut. And I actually once was on a business trip in Connecticut and tried to go, but it was closed. It was before Lorraine died. Now that she's passed away, their son-in-law has taken over supervising all of the items and it's closed to the public due to traffic concerns, which is very, very sad. But I did read something that said that they're actually trying to look for a new location so that they can move all of these items. And so hopefully one day we can go see all these creepy items. Well, maybe they'll take a page out of Zach Baggins' book and go the Vegas route. That would be much closer, and I would very much like that. However, can you imagine traveling with all those creepy items? What if one got misplaced? Yeah, the kind of travel that you would have to do and that. Yeah. Highly alarming. And then it's like, say somebody like, you have a fender bender. It's like a normal thing that happens in like a cross-country road trip. Do you know what I mean? You're like, did I upset one of these dolls? Maybe. So the creepy factor with dolls just continued from there. Like you said, it's in Criminal Minds. It's on all kinds of different media. And it's not even just dolls. Like I said, it can be chairs and all kinds of odd things that even like the Warrens had. Yeah. I even saw, I want to think on eBay, I saw like a haunted hand mirror. And I was like, oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah, mirrors would get to me too. I can't do mirrors. Haunted mirrors, haunted rocking chairs, those are not my jam. Haunted baby strollers, sure. I've already got Marge in my house. I am not looking for more ghosts. And whatever ghost is doing like the footsteps, which feels new. Anywho. So I'm going to tell you a story about my mom's experience with a haunted doll. So my mom was about 14 and she went over to her friend's house because they were babysitting. And her friend had babysat these children before. She was like familiar with the house, familiar with the children. Like she'd been there a bunch of times. I want to think that there was a recent addition to the house, which was a doll from Germany that was given to one of the children. And it was like already an old doll, but apparently it was like a porcelain doll. It was very pretty. But creepy is how my mom described it. She was like, it was creepy, but it was, you know, a nice porcelain doll. So that's in one room, like with other stuff, I'm assuming. But that's in one room. And then the children are like down for a nap in another room. Okay. And my mom and her friend are downstairs and they hear running upstairs, right? Okay. And if you've ever had an upstairs neighbor, you know the difference between like when they're wearing high heels, when it's a child, when it's an animal, right? You can tell by like the sound of the footstep. Yeah. And they could hear like the little doll shoes running. And so they went upstairs. Children are still asleep. Interesting. Dolls in a different place. No, thank you. No, thank you. So then, like, I want to think they close the door to where the kids are. You could hear it open. Right? Like they're going to hear the door open if the kids are in the other room running. 
So they go back downstairs and they're chatting again. And then they hear it walking and it's in a room above them and they hear it walk out of the room above them, then to the stairway, then top of the stairs, like down the first step. Like it's making its way down the stairs and they run out of the house (laughs) and leave those kids leaving the children. That was every time my mom tells me that story. I'm like, so you left the children. And she was like, I was 14. I have no regrets. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't have stayed. But yeah, that's my mama's haunted doll story. Where is the doll now? Oh, I don't know. I don't think she knows. I also don't think she cares to know more about that doll. Yeah, that's fair. So the first haunted doll that we're going to talk about today, her name is Okiku, and she's from Japan. She sounds so cute. I know. So in 1918, a 17-year-old boy bought his little sister, who was around two, I believe, a doll. She was about 40 centimeters tall, and she had black hair that was shoulder length, and her eyes were described as mesmerizing. And the little girl like loved the doll, carried it around with her all the time. So fast forward a few years, and the little girl dies. That's horrible. Yeah, it was it was very sad. And the little girl's name was Okiku. And her family believed that she had begun inhabiting the doll that she had once loved. The reasons why they thought that she was haunted was because remember how I said she had shoulder length hair? Yeah. Her hair started growing. Interesting. And people would say that, that her eyes would follow them around the room, which I feel like is pretty common. You know what I mean? But pair it with the growing hair and it's stranger. And so I want to think they had dreams about her, too. And maybe there was like some disturbances. But so when the family eventually moved, they left her at a temple in Japan and her hair continued to grow. And people even started noticing that her teeth were growing. Like if you looked at her little doll mouth, which nightmare time, it sounds like if I saw a doll with like growing teeth, I don't think I would be okay ever again. Well, that's weird, though. I, I mean, I guess it was a kid, so her teeth could have still been growing. I just I don't understand what the connection there is. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't know either. But hair and teeth growing. And it's even said that some of the, the monks, they didn't originally cut her hair. They were just like letting it grow. So it was like getting kind of long. And they were like, we're going to cut her hair, but just hadn't yet. Some of the monks have said that she visited them in dreams and asked for them to cut her hair. And that's actually something that I see relatively often when I'm looking at haunted doll stories is that people say they've been visited in dreams by those dolls or the spirits that are inhabiting them. Yeah. And so she asked for them to like cut her hair. One article that I saw said that they tested the hair and it was human hair. But I kind of side eye that analysis because... I saw it in one place, and I feel like if there was a doll with human hair growing, we would be talking about this much more. (laughs) Oh, for sure. Well, I have another one for you. So in 2003, a guy named Greg put a composition doll up on eBay, and obviously it was for auction, and he claimed that it was haunted. I didn't know what a composition doll was, so I googled it. And Wiki said a composition doll is a doll made partially or wholly out of composition, a composite material composed of sawdust, glue, and other materials such as cornstarch, resin, and wood flour. Looking at this doll, when you think of what a haunted doll would look like, it's Harold. Yeah, for sure. Harold is what you're thinking. Right. And that's the type of doll then. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a composition doll, and I didn't know that it had a name. Yeah, I didn't either. I'm sure there's like all different types of like doll history that exist. Yeah. That I don't care to go down. They began making them in like the 19th century. So a lot of the time, what we refer to as like, oh, that's an old creepy looking doll. It's probably a composition doll. Yeah, that would make sense. So the auction ended up being talked about 
all over the world. I don't know if it was like one of the first haunted items, but it seems like it got a lot of traction pretty quick. There was a couple of videos. I couldn't find the videos, though, but I guess there were some videos that were put up where people thought that the doll's arm was moving. And then one also thought that the doll had mouthed a word, either here or Harold. And so that's how Harold became its name. I don't like that. Right? Greg was hoping to get like 30 or 40 bucks for the doll, but the winning bid ended up being $700. However, the winning bidder failed to pay, so he had to relist the doll. So there was also a report that he admitted to someone who was like a childhood friend of his older brother, her name was Kathy, that he was doing this as a hoax, and he was just hoping to like bring up the amount of what he'd be getting for the doll. But I don't know, now that more things happened after this. So Kathy decided to bid on the second auction in order to possibly flip the doll in the future for a higher profit. So Kathy ultimately wins the second auction and becomes the owner of Harold. Per Kathy, after receiving Harold, she started to experience strange events. And she didn't really know at first what was causing the strange things. But just in case, she decided to hide the doll away and put it in a closet. And it stayed there for a while. And she ended up keeping it longer than expected. Because remember, originally, she just wanted to like take it, let everyone still be talking about this doll, and then flip it for a higher profit. However, it was in the closet for a while. Yeah. In 2004, she decided to put the doll back up on eBay. And instead of saying that it was haunted, she said it wasn't haunted, but it was cursed. And she honestly believed this. It wasn't even for a profit anymore. She just kind of wanted to get rid of this doll. Completely fair. She did put up a big statement, uh, I believe on eBay. And she pretty much says like, she's the one that bought the doll from Greg. She was living in Ireland at the time. And the doll didn't move on its own. It didn't smell like Pampers. I guess people thought it smelled like Pampers. That's weird. It's specific. (laughs) Right. So it didn't speak. However, it did what she thinks contribute to two deaths within a six month period. And she believes that it's just cursed. I think that's one of the things that I've seen a lot of that in this. And we've also, I believe it was, woof, our Christmas true crime episode. We we talked about a person who had been executed. And then there was like, there were all of these strange tragedies that surrounded his death. But like, it was that people were dying or getting sick. And we will all die or get sick and then die. Like, that's something that is going to happen to all of us. So that's hard for me to like, put into a curse box and go, ah, this is a logical conclusion. Right? Well, what she says, and again, it's a long statement, but she talks a little bit about her roommate and calls him a health nut. And Harold was stored in the closet in his room for some reason, which if you think a doll's cursed, why would you put it in your roommate's room? Dick move. But anyway, so three months after moving in, Stephen, her roommate, was diagnosed with lung cancer and died a few weeks later. Oh, damn. Yeah. And then I guess another person named Ronnie asked to see the doll one day. And she ended up falling down a flight of stairs and died instantly. Woof. So, I mean, I see why she'd think that, right? Okay. Okay. So, Kathy has the doll up for auction. And there's a man named Anthony Quinata who found the auction as he was looking for other haunted items on eBay because he was researching for a book he was planning on writing. And what he wanted to do was take all the items that he won, run EMF tests, EVP recordings, and then have them read by a friend who had the ability to read energy of objects while holding them. Her name was April. 
And Greg recalls originally seeing the eBay post and laughing. And what I think he was trying to do was to try to find out like what he calls it the reserve was for the doll. I don't quite understand if he was just trying to find what her like ultimate ask would be. Well, he puts a bid down. And what he mentioned on one of the articles is he was trying to figure out how much Kathy's reserve was. And Kathy emailed him asking why he wanted the doll. And he just said, oh, I'm just curious about the reserve good luck selling it. And then she mentioned like her experience with it and that she believed it was cursed. Very soon after, he received a strange email from someone by the name of Strange Magic. And he had outbid him for the doll and said, don't bother bidding anymore. I'll just outbid you. The doll is mine. Oh. So then he was just kind of like, oh, is it? You know, like, I don't want the doll, but I'm going to make you pay for the doll, you know? Mm -hmm. So he created a bidding war for the doll. And then he accidentally won. (laughs) So he bid 700 expecting for Strange Magic to outbid him. So the bid got up to 700 and Anthony bid 720. And then Strange Magic didn't go above that. So I don't know if he was like, well, it sold originally for 700. That's what I want to pay. I'm not sure. So Kathy then emailed him afterwards and offered to let him out of paying saying, I'm really worried about you having the doll. I should have just thrown it in the ocean. There's your ocean doll, Lindsay. My eyes bugged out of my head. (laughs) Um, But he replied, a deal is a deal and followed through. Weeks later, the mailman came to deliver Harold. And the mailman, also named Greg, said, I have a monster for you today. And Anthony was like, oh, you know, I ordered a bunch of haunted items. He was assuming that it was a big haunted mirror, like a monster package, you know, huge, big. But no, it ended up being Harold. So that was kind of the first like, hmm, why would you say that? Yeah, that's a very specific thing to say. Yeah, yeah. So he did a number of tests on Harold initially. And so he got nothing with EMF readers. And when he took photos of Harold, he didn't get anything odd to show in the photos. There was no EVPs that he could get. So ultimately, he placed the doll in a bag with holy water and a crucifix, just in case. And he brought it over to April for a reading. He tried to tell her nothing before the reading because he wanted everything to be authentic. And when they arrived, she was like, oh, is this Harold? And she's like, I saw him all over the internet. So she knew a little bit about him. Yeah. So before he gives Harold over to her, he sprinkled holy water and she kind of laughed at the gesture, right? Yeah. He was recording this whole interaction. Once she began the reading, she talked for a few minutes and then she's like, I can't do it anymore. And so he's like, why? And she replied, because the doll just threatened to kill me. I have a heart murmur and it feels as though the spirit of the doll is squeezing my heart. So he was a little skeptical, a little disappointed, goes home. He listens to the recording and he's like, oh my gosh. When he sprinkled the doll with holy water, he heard a scream in the EVP. When April laughed, he heard a male voice say, shut up, bitch. Oh, I got chills. Yeah. And then while doing the reading, he heard, I'm going to kill you, you bitch. And then when April explained that she couldn't do it anymore. He also heard an evil laugh. I don't like that. Don't like it at all. I do not like that. No, no. So a year later, he was convinced something was going on because he was having strange visions. And I want to say some of his friends or people he had talked to about the doll also kind of like what you said would get like visits from the doll and visions. Yeah, he had one friend who lived in Australia and 
her son was having dreams about Harold and like was like, all of these things are going to happen and was like telling him oddly specific things. And in his vlog, he doesn't go into it too much. So he also had gotten injured at one point and required surgery. So in 2005, he put the doll in a storage unit. And then in May of 2013, a friend tagged Anthony in a post about a different doll. And she's like, oh, this reminds me of Harold. And then on that post, people are like, oh, yeah, Harold. Where is Harold? What's going on with Harold? They were all curious about what was going on. Yeah. So one person wrote about being a skeptic. And then the following day, she said Harold visited her that night and she had a terrifying encounter. Woof. In September 2013, there was a YouTube video and Harold ranked number five in a series about haunted dolls. Some of the information seemed to be either skewed or just a little off. So Anthony decided to clear up the information. And since there was still so much interest in Harold, he announced to everyone, yeah, I'm the one that bought the doll in 2004. I still have it. And maybe this is a good idea to learn more about the doll again. And he took it to a psychic. And the psychic said, it's happy it's not locked up in storage anymore. And also explained how a spirit got trapped in the doll. And then again, people were being visited. So what he did is he created, there's like a website dedicated to Harold and then also a YouTube channel. So the website is haroldthehauntedoll.com. On his YouTube channel, which is also linked on his website, he has a vlog. There are 74 videos. I watched many of them. It's interesting because you can tell that he's like not cutting. It's like a very like boomer kind of situation with a camera. Do you know what I mean? Like there's not a lot of editing. It's, it's like, here is me. Here is a camera point at my face. Here's a camera pointed at Harold. So it doesn't feel like he's doing any like effects, right? Right. And so when he, very often in the videos, you will see orbs all around Harold, which is kind of creepy. And so a few things from these videos. What he would do is he had a flashlight and I believe you, and you had told me that this yesterday, but he unscrewed the back so like... If the slightest pressure would turn the flashlight on and off. I don't know for sure if he did that, but it's a very common practice when ghost hunters and various different people use them for that sort of thing. Yeah. They'll unscrew the back of the flashlight just enough so that, yeah, like you said, the slightest bump will turn it on. Yeah. So he has a vlog and it's on YouTube. It's also on his website, HaroldTheHauntedDoll.com. And he talks numerous times about there's some people who want to prove that a doll is haunted. What he kept saying was, I want to know what this doll's history is. And I want to unravel the mystery that is Harold. And if possible, help what's in there, which is a little bit of a spoiler alert for something that we're going to talk about in a moment or two. So I think this is what he does in one of his first videos. He's very transparent in everything that he does. He doesn't seem as though he's trying to convince the viewer that Harold is haunted. He's trying to document instances. Yeah. Which to me is all the difference in your credibility. Right. Because if you're trying to convince me the doll is haunted, you're way more likely to do like tricks of light and that kind of stuff. But so I'm pretty sure... Because he shows you what he's doing with the flashlight. And I think what he's doing is unscrewing the back so that you just put a little bit of pressure and that it would like flash on or off. Yeah. So he does a lot of that. He asks Harold many questions. I'm going to tell you some fun ones. Do you want to hurt me? Make the flashlight turn on. Normally, if yes, turn the flashlight on. So just follow me down. Do you want to hurt me? Light flashes on. Were you accused of something that you didn't do or that you did accidentally? Light flashes on. Is there a spirit in the doll that wants to possess me? Light on. 
Should I be afraid of the spirit and the doll? Light on. So those are just like a few of the questions that he had, right? Right. So from talking to the doll and talking to psychics, he determines that there's three spirits that are trapped inside the doll with another entity that is named Harold. So Harold is perhaps not a good spirit. And that per Quinata, Harold serves a demon entity named Abaddon. My personal experience with Abaddon is from Supernatural. She's a fiery ginger, and I love her as a character in the show. However, per Christianity.com, quote, Abaddon appears to be a demon who works under Apollyon, who rules an abyss full of locusts that will arrive on stage during the final days. The locusts will bite, sting, or cause pain to those who do not believe in Jesus Christ. It's very specific. But so that is who Harold the doll is serving and why Harold has trapped these spirits in this doll who do not want to be in there. So they're waiting for the end of the world. They're waiting for the end of the world. Has anyone notified Chad Daybell of this doll? Well, if they did, they would be a few months too late because that was July 22nd, I believe. Well, <laughs> what we're going to find out what happens to these spirits, right? What happens? Maybe that's what stopped Chad Daybell's end of days from ba, happening. Ba, 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 ba. Okay, so along with the flashlight, Quinata used, as Amanda mentioned, an EMF reader. I didn't really see much action with that. Mm -mm. And he also used something called a REM pod. I love those. Which I had never seen before. So basically what it does is it creates like an EMF field. And there's four colored lights. And how close you get to the antenna in the center is the color. So like... If you're within an inch of it, it's one color. If you're within two inches, it's another color. If you're touching the antenna, it's another color. It also makes some cute sounds. So he would ask Harold questions and then it would go on and off. It seemed to be more sensitive than the flashlight. Interesting. He'd also use a spirit box and sometimes it seemed like he would get answers from that. Listening to someone use a spirit box through a YouTube video is something I never want to do again because it's just like scratch, 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 blah, 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 scratch, 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 scratch. And I was like, no, I don't like this at all. But anywho, some experiences that people have had with Harold. They have heard aggressive voices that some people, again, have seen him move. In some of the videos, his eyes appear to be red, like when he's angrier. Yes. And I don't know if that's lighting, but it's definitely something worth noting. Also, some people say that they have had back pain in relation to him. So this includes one of Quinata's friends, but also a paranormal research team that did a reading on the doll reported back pain and migraines, and they think it was because of the doll. Other folks have claimed unexplained injuries, and then, mm, this hurts my heart, he had two dogs. He had a dog named Chance, who he thinks died as a result of Harold and something he did, which hurts my heart. Yeah, I, I feel like they can mess with people, but when they mess with animals, that's what gets to me. Yeah, we, there's actually, there's another doll that we were going to cover. And I started reading a book about that doll. And the writer of the book, named Jane Harris, says very early on, like, a lot of people who have not even met, but who have just thought or saw this doll will find that soon after something happens to their pets. And so I was like, Amanda, we're not talking about that doll. <laughs> I'm not even going to say your name. Okay, fair. Because of all of the dolls, she's the one I believe in. Interesting. Yeah, which I feel like is a respectful thing. So doll whose name I will not mention, leave our babies be. So Quinata went to Australia to meet two priests to talk about the doll. And so I believe it's while he's in Australia, he releases the three trapped spirits who are in the doll. He said that he spoke to Harold and offered to help release him too. But that when he said that, Harold said... He and the one he served, Abaddon, would not let the souls be released, so Harold will not leave. Aww. 
but he did release the souls, so he gambled wrong. It's a really fascinating story, partially because, one, I had never heard of it, so I found it just generally interesting. But I like that you can see Quinata talking to the doll on YouTube and it doesn't feel fake. Right. Also, on there, he has like lots of other experiences. He also wrote a book about Harold the doll as well, and he self-published because he was like, I want to get this out ASAP, which I was like, that's cool. So definitely take a peek at that. It's just kind of like what you said when you when you look at Harold, you're like, okay, that's that's an old style creepy doll, right? Yeah. And it's the one thing in his videos that I found was kind of humorous is he always has the doll like propped up in a bag. Yeah. Most of the time, like it's always in something just like hanging out with him. When you think of a toy, you think of it, I don't know, sitting up against something or on the couch, but he always has it like very big. I mean, it's I'm sure for the video, but I feel like he probably has him like sit at the table with him and like actually do things with him. Well, in the first few videos, there's like a little toy wand next to him. It looked like it was like Disney related. And I was like, what is this wand? And I was like, <laughs> I wonder if he was using that. Like, because you know, like they have like little like tap wands. Like if he mm-hmm. was using that to communicate and was like, no one is going to take me seriously. <laughs> well, and I liked too, when you were talking about like the REM pod and everything. And then on one of the videos that you had sent me, he had the little sticker logo of Ghost Stop, which is <laughs> a really cool place to buy ghost hunting products. And I was like, that's where he got his REM pod. I have also purchased many items from Ghost Stop and I love it. So if you want to look at a REM pod or you want to buy one, it's on ghoststop.com. That's where I bought my ghost box. I love it. I have thought about getting ghosty stuff, but I also, I like not knowing for certain, you know? Oh, wait till I visit you. Oh, I mean, of course. Then we'll have to know. (laughs) Marge and I are going to be best friends. Marge and I are best friends when I'm keeping the house spotless. I can feel her judging energy when the house isn't as tidy as it should be. Fair. So a few moments ago, I mentioned Jane Harris. She is the owner of HauntTheDolls.com, and she also is like a writer. She's well-regarded in the doll community. But so I read an article where she was talking about haunted dolls, and she was talking about how she didn't think that the spirits that possess dolls could possess humans because they're not demons, Hmm. which I thought was very specific. And she talked about the first time that she had encountered a haunted doll. One of her friends was like, I have a haunted doll. Her name is Maggie. She's like, great, let's go. So she goes in the house. She like introduces herself and is like, hello, Maggie, I'm Jane. And then the TV turned on by itself and played whatever happened to baby Jane. Ooh. And that was like her, like one of her like defining experiences. And so we looked into a little bit about like buying and selling haunted dolls. And there is a parapsychic medium named, you're going to love this, John Sixth Sense. And (laughs) (laughs) I'm changing my last name. I'm doing it. I mean, Sixth Sense, chef's kiss. Great. But so he kind of argues that maybe the market for haunted dolls isn't great generally. I think that's the general vibe of what he's saying because he talks about how normally hauntings are places, not objects. Right. Not that they couldn't be, but they're generally not. And then he talks about like, you probably shouldn't sell haunted items because you don't know what they are and what they can do. You know what they are and are doing to you. Yeah. So he like goes as far to say like it's irresponsible. And so they talk about two different reasons why people buy haunted dolls, both of which I found fascinating. The first was from Jane and she talks about how like people who are lonely buy them so that they have like companionship. Yeah. Or I mean, easier. They could just rescue a dog. Yeah. There you go. And then no haunting necessary. No haunting and a lot cuter. Yeah. I guarantee that. Yeah. 
And John Sixth because I need to say his full name. Yeah, of course. He suggested that haunted dolls that are legitimate. He wonders if paranormal like research teams who are going to different haunted places, if they'll bring haunted dolls with them to make like EMF readers go off and stuff like that. Oh. So that it looks like the place is haunted, but it's the doll. Blew my mind. So next time we're watching a ghost show, we need to look for like a doll or they brought their haunted chair with them. Where's that doll? Who knows? Nothing is safe. Okay. So we looked on eBay. We found some fantastic haunted dolls to tell you about. Oh, man. They're awesome. We're going to include links to them and pictures on our social, as we do, because we want to give the fine sellers at eBay their due credit for their dolls and the histories that they have uncovered about their dolls. It's a lively bunch. They are a lively bunch. So we're going to post pictures of the two that we're going to talk about, but we're going to post some other ones on our socials because we're fascinated by these and I think they're super interesting and super creepy. And I want to say, too, there's some that they paint their eyes black or take out their eyes or they throw fake blood all over them. And you're like, that's just a little too much. eBay is a treasure trove of haunted dolls. Not only are there pictures, obviously, right? You need to see the haunted doll that you will be purchasing. But there's also lovely descriptions. There's one doll named Minerva. She was from a user named Terry Garcy underscore 52. And Minerva has been sold. So before you get your hopes up, this is what she says about her. Minerva prefers to be called Minnie or Aunt Minnie. I don't like that. Minnie thought she was crazy, but she gave to others wholeheartedly. She loves children and animals and feels safest around them. She prefers a home with a female. She is guarded and afraid of men due to childhood trauma. She loves adventures and traveling. When around, you have vivid dreams of far-off places. She's a positive energy, yet at times a sense of sadness and loneliness. Much love and care will be taken during the packaging and shipping process. And also, I must tell you, Minerva is a baby with a bunny's body. Oh, see, I think that's just weird when they do that. I don't know. Like, it makes it less frightening in a way. Like, it looks frightening. But I feel like they're trying really hard to make them frightening sometimes where I'm like, Mm, not saying like I want to buy a haunted doll. I don't want one. Oh yeah, but when they like throw black paint at them, or if they throw fake blood at them, or change their bodies into yeah, like like spiders. Generally, when I'm looking at haunted dolls, as I do now, the ones that look like they're like decorations for Halloween, I don't even look at because the odds of a Halloween decoration being like that's what the like the spear goes into. I don't know. I typically look at like the ones that look like dolls. Minerva, for example. Like there was a time when people would do that weird like baby face on like an animal body because yeah. they thought it was cute. And what it was is hauntingly terrifying. I just think of Toy Story. Yeah. But we'll post a bunch of them on our socials so you can see them. And honestly, I don't foresee a time where I'm going to stop sharing these because <laughs> it's just going to be a thing now. It's just like you're going to be scrolling through Instagram and you're going to see different haunted dolls because I need people to know about these. I need people to be afraid with me. Right. And if you've ever bought one, we want to hear about it. Oh, my God. Please do. Please do. No judgment. I just want to know everything. Unless your doll is going to curse my animals, then you can just fuck right off. Right, right. Well, and there's a lot of sellers that like specialize in haunted dolls. And I I know you had sent me an article on one that basically said like how they get all of these haunted dolls, because that was a question that I had is like, if they're a typical seller on like eBay that sells haunted dolls, how does one come across 20 haunted dolls? I know. 
you must look at the reviews of any seller to see if they are legitimate. And the few that like the couple that I like really like deep dove into, their reviews were like great. People were like, oh my gosh, Heather was exactly what I expected. So was Maria. See what I did there? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And like nothing but greatness. But they'll also have reviews from people who they have bought things from. And those were a lot of times I saw them purchasing haunted dolls. I also saw another seller where he had posted like one haunted doll and then people were like I have haunted dolls please take these I don't want them and would like send them to him because I didn't know what to do with them because it's kind of unclear like what do you do with a haunted doll I also did see didn't tell you about this but I'm thinking about it now so here we are I looked on Reddit for haunted dolls because I felt like that would be a great place. And there was one user who she had a haunted doll and she had dreams of the doll asking to be buried. What? Yeah. Which apparently is unusual. But I was like, that's very specific. Did she bury the doll? I believe she did. She had like a whole little ritual. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I guess that kind of solves how they get so many of them. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready to ruin me with whatever you have to ruin me with? It's not that bad. So I had a surprise for Lindsay and I had it all in my head. And I was going to start out too with you will be receiving a package on Friday or Saturday. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. And I wanted that reaction there. I wish I could. I would have screenshot that. Oh, no. I am nervous. And is it a haunted doll? Maybe. Is it something else just as ridiculous? Most likely. Oh, I'm going to open it outside (laughs) of my home. I mean, I just want to keep you guessing. And I just wanted your reaction. And I'm really sad that I didn't get a screenshot of that. So now I know to like be vigilant and to open things outside because I feel like Amanda has sent me something haunted now. Who knows what I'm sending you? I send you a lot of weird things. So what my surprise to you was, is in honor of your Furby-shaped eyes, I thought it would be fun to look up creepy Furby stories. (gasps) Oh, I love this. Oh my God, (laughs) tell me all of them. Okay, so I was really excited to look up Furby stories because I'd seen Furby stories, like creepy Furby stories. I never actually clicked on them. And then I did, and I, I want to say I was a little disappointed, but they were still a little bit interesting, and I do have something personal to share about a Furby, too. So there is a haunted Furby section of eBay, just saying, for you. What? There is. Oh, if there was ever a haunted object, baby, that's it. But also, absolutely not. It's exactly what you'd expect it to be. Like, here's the thing. A haunted doll, if it communicates with you, it's haunted. Furbies do communicate. Yeah. What's the difference between a Furby and a haunted Furby? <laughs> Anyway, so when I was looking up haunted Furby stories, I'm not going to just pick one, but I'm going to give you like common things that happened within them because they seem like they were all very similar. A lot of people have said that they've heard demonic voices coming from their Furby. They have reported that their Furbies have suddenly become mean. So like they would get like, I don't know, cocoa at first. And then when like they'd reset it or something would happen where they'd have to like change their batteries, it would be mean. And it would always like say no to them for things. And then it would be like its voice would sometimes change. My Furby used to tell me to go to hell. And that's because I had an older brother who taught it to do that. I didn't know that they actually did learn things because I had one too. And I feel like mine just was always cocoa and just would want food. But a lot of people wrote about how theirs would turn on in the middle of the night and start talking when it would be just sitting on a shelf. See, that feels like evidence of a ghost in your house, not a haunted Furby. Yeah, but maybe it's attracted to the Furby. Maybe it likes the Furby. Oh, for sure. So 
Lots of people said that theirs had made noises without batteries. Blink, blink at Amanda. Or or blinked, yeah. Or blinked, actually. Uh, a lot of people also said that theirs would give like a really scary shriek if they dropped it. Interesting. And it wasn't like in the Furby tone. It would be like a scary tone. So something else that I thought I'd do is a lot of people were saying like, oh, you know, they put them away. They're old toys. I haven't played with them in years. And that when they bring them out again, they'd be weird, right? So I was like, I have an old Furby in a cabinet that's been sitting there for years. I wonder if mine will be weird, right? So I actually brought it into this room last night when I was researching. And I put it at the end of my desk because I didn't want like the cat or me to accidentally hit it and then, you know, freak myself out. Well, last night, I told you that the family went over to my sister-in-law's house for a bit. So it was just me. I put it down on my desk and then I went to make dinner. So I went into the kitchen and then I sat down on the couch for a little bit. And I have all animals with me because, you know, I have a ton of animals. All animals are in the room with me. All of a sudden I hear the fucking Furby start making its uh, mechanical sounds of like moving its moving up and down and opening and closing its mouth and eyes. And I'm like, what in the world? And so like I do like a, a check like, OK, I have dogs with me, cats with me. Mm-hmm. What's in there? Fair. I don't know. I don't know how it turned on by itself, but I came in here and it's just, it's not talking though. It's just moving. Like it's just like mouthing words. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have it near you right now? No, I put it in the kitchen because I didn't want it in here and to go off while we were recording. I absolutely would have loved Furbies in the background. I know, but then it would have given up my surprise. That's fair. Yeah. Well, while I was looking up the Furby stories, I was, like I said, I was a little disappointed because they weren't as, like, creepy as I was hoping. I mean, they're creepy, but there wasn't, like, one particular story I was drawn to. So I kept looking for, like, other childhood toys, right? I did find one on Reddit, and the user was Phantom Slave about Teddy Ruxpin. Did you have a Teddy Ruxpin? I didn't have a Teddy Ruxpin. So I did. And my son currently has the new version. And I will say the new version is a lot scarier. It looks aggressive. It is aggressive. Its eyes are little screens. And so when it's off, it has dead eyes. What? It comes with a mask, like a sleeping mask to hide its dead eyes when you're not using it. Because when they did like a focus group, all of the adults were like, I don't want that near me. No, exactly. Well, he got it as a gift. So it's very creepy. But anyways, I had one growing up and it has like a companion named Grubby. So if you guys have never had one before, Teddy Ruxpin is like a teddy bear. And then Grubby is an octopede and it's his best friend. Anyways, I've never heard this. It's a thing. It came with stories. It came with like little books and like, well, now the this one, the new version, the updated version doesn't need anything to play. It already has everything obviously equipped in like its voice box thing. I don't know. But anyways, so the story goes, when the author was younger, he owned Teddy Ruxpin and a grubby. He received it as a birthday gift in 87 or 88. He couldn't remember. And they're talking dolls. So in 1995, so years later, he's cleaning out a spare closet and he found the dolls again. He's alone when he found them. And, you know, he kind of reminisced for a second. And then he tapped Teddy Ruxpin on the nose. The bear then said hi. And the animatronic mouth opened and closed while it was talking. And he kind of freaked out. He ran. His younger brother heard it. And he was like, what happened? And he tells him the story. And his little brother's like, wuss, and goes to investigate himself. The doll had no batteries and no cassette tape inside. So technically, it shouldn't have been able to talk. And then the author's like, okay, maybe it was just me. Maybe I'm imagining it. You know, whatever. So then after this event, he believes strange things started to happen over the next following years. When he had sleepovers, the doll would be found in random places in the guest's room or even sometimes their bed. Not the bed. 
No. So he thought it might be a practical joke at first, but then he was like, this is just too much. Yeah. One night he decided, hey, we're going to perform a seance in the spare room. And at this time, just to give you a picture, I guess the spare room had no furniture in it. So if anyone were to get up or make a noise, everything would kind of echo. So it would be like in your face that someone got up or moved something. Yeah. So him and his friends, and I want to say his little brother possibly, go in there to do the seance. The dolls are still in the closet, right? Before starting their seance, they make sure that their eyes and mouths are all closed. The teens then sit on the floor in a circle and they link arms. The room is dark at this time. It it was nighttime. They took turns asking the dolls questions like, what are you? And that sort of thing, right? Then they heard the high accompanied by the mechanical mouth moving and everyone was super freaked out and like kind of frozen in fear. When the room began to get light because the sun was coming up, they noticed that Teddy and Grubby were sitting on the floor, no longer in the closet. Don't like that. Their eyes and mouths were both open. I like that Grubby came along, though. Oh, well, they're best friends. He was like, come on, my dude. Let's scare (laughs) some kids. So when they had the courage to move again, they all ran out the room. He remembers closing and locking the door and running outside. They ran to one of the friend's houses. I guess they lived like super close, right? Then they decided we need to destroy these dolls. Something's not right. They return with matches and lighter fluid only to find a note. And I assume it's from their parent. And it says, Jonathan, I saw those dolls you left on the stairwell. Took them with me to donate to a local shelter. Great. Get them out. But also that poor shelter. That creepy though. They locked the door. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So if you purchased a weird Teddy Ruxpin and Grubby that are doing things on their own, with no batteries, not a good thing. That is unnerving. I don't like it. The idea of anything doing things it shouldn't do when it's unplugged or batteryless, I don't like. Yeah, absolutely. So when we were on the phone with you earlier, though, that's when my son brought the Furby in and I was like, no, no, no. And he's like, what is this thing? Why is it doing this noise? I did hear him go, what is this? Like, and he was mad about it. Like, he didn't understand what it was or why it was there. I would think that he would like it. He said it was weird. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. I still love them. I think that's why I love them is because they're cute but creepy. And that is everything I try to be. Everything I want to be. Cute and creepy. (laughs) Perfect. Well, if you look up haunted Furbies, yeah, like I said, there's an eBay. There's YouTube videos. There's all kinds of stuff. Amanda, would you haunt an object when you die? If so, what object? I can't think of a fun object that I'm like super tied to that I'd want to haunt. Or like, I don't know, what happens when that object ends up at the dump and then you're just like a dump ghost? (laughs) Dump ghost. I wonder how many ghosts are at the dump. I don't know. What about you? Okay. Well, I was thinking a typewriter, but then you said like dump ghost. Although I hope there's no typewriters at the dump because that hurts my soul. I would also like, here's my thing. Maybe I should be afraid of death, but I'm not. I'm just like, well, it's been real. My student loans are done. I'm just like, it's going to happen eventually. So like the idea of like having unfinished business, unless I'm murdered, I feel like I wouldn't want to haunt anything. But if I'm murdered, I'm thinking a typewriter. Like, let's let's be efficient. Like, I'm going to tell you exactly what you need to know. And like, there's no mistaking a fucking haunted typewriter. I wonder why I have not seen any yet. Amanda, you know what I'm doing right now. You know what I have to do. Yeah, Googling. Google. Haunted typewriter. Goosebumps haunted typewriter. Ah! All I think of is like ghostwriter. 
Well, okay, they have one where it's like motion activated. Animated haunted. No, I want a real one. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of Halloween props. I think like Target had one last year. Yeah, I know. I want a real one. I don't know if it's real. Now I'm real sad. Well, I'm going to look. I'm going to look at another time. If you have anything weird in your life that is haunted, we want to know. Honestly, if you've got a creepy or weird fucking story, we just want to know. <laughs> we want to know it all. Lindsay, would you ever purchase a haunted doll? Fuck no. <laughs> Absolutely not. You don't bring ghosts into your house on purpose. Well, sometimes they just get delivered to you. You open packages outside. And it haunts your porch. And you say, great, thanks. Then you put it in your car that you never clean. And then you got <laughs> car ghosts. You're just going to be infested in ghosts. Just infested, like up to my ears in ghosts. So house that I live in was built by my great uncle, had one set of owners before us, Marge and her husband, John. I think that she would be very offended if I brought another ghost in. She'd be like, I didn't even live here. Maybe she wants friends. You don't know. And maybe you'll find out this weekend when you get the package. From everything I've heard about Marge, she absolutely did not want any friends. Poor Marge. Marge's gonna Marge. And with that, we will see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening. For more information on our sources, please visit our website, truecreeps.com. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can follow us on Instagram at truecreepspod, on Facebook at facebook.com slash truecreepspod, and on Twitter at truecreeps. We'd love for you to keep creeping with us. So if you like this episode, please subscribe, rate, review, and share the show with your fellow creeps. 